This is episode number 64 of The Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Homeowner Show. We're glad that you could join us today. Uh, yeah, everything's going good, man. How about you? I didn't even ask you. I know you're, you're going to ask. <laughs> I didn't even get there yet. I... I Slow I felt that impulse turbo. coming coming from you. Like Kevin's gonna ask me how I'm doing. I'm just gonna go ahead and preempt him and just let him know I'm doing okay. All right, fine. I'm good too. <laughs> Didn't ask. Oh. <laughs> and here we are, folks. <laughs> Off to a good start. Number sixty four. Here we go. <laughs> We've been here a couple of times. A few. Yeah. yeah it feels like a few. Hitting it on autopilot. Yeah. No, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. You're not phoning it in? Not yet. All right. I'm I'm close. Okay. <laughs> Time to upgrade Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ma'am, uh, I, I I want to talk about some something that you did recently. That I did recently? Yeah. All right. Did it like come out the official police blotter or? Well, we can't talk about some of those things. Okay. But uh, you you just recently went to a pretty cool uh, weekend. You, y'all, your company sponsored this. But yeah. beyond that, uh, one of our former guests put on a pretty big event this weekend. Yeah, I mean, though, if you guys, man, what episode was that? I don't know, probably it, in the probably in the mid fifties, uh, something. Yeah, it was like I don't even remember what we called it. It was like that time we talked about blacksmithing or forging. Forging is that what we call it? Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, Jacob came on the, uh, the contestant from uh, Forged and Fire. They had this huge gathering over at Southern Star Brewery for, uh, which just sounds like a really bad idea, um, <laughs> <laughs> selling knives. At a brewery. Yeah. Anyway, I think there was like 23 contestants from that show. And really? so we got to meet all these guys and hang out with them and see their knives. And some of these guys make incredible stuff. Yeah. Um, and like, there's really like a lot of sophisticated uh, blades. And then there's like some really simple ones. Like one of my favorite ones that I saw was this guy made a uh, twisted handle knife out of a railroad spike. Really? And it was gorgeous. Huh. I mean, and, and, and like the, the spiral on the blade and then there was no leather on it. It was all metal. Hmm. Um, and it was, he was selling it for like 50 bucks. And, wow. But like, then you saw some that were like $2,000 blades and like they have these really intricate designs and and the other cool part is uh if you remember when jacob came in he brought that big sword yeah that was like almost six feet long yeah so most of the guys there had a piece from the show that they brought with them that they'd made on the that show. they'd made on the show cool um and there was some really really cool stuff and it was it was just it was a fun day they were they did a live competition where mm. they uh they all had to make a knife and i think they actually used railroad spikes that that day wow um and so yeah we had a booth we had a a sword in the stone for the kids to come up and try and pull out and get their picture made with and so that, that was a lot of fun the, but the coolest thing is there was this guy there named cowboy Samansky. If, if i'm butchering that name i apologize cowboy you're a really cool guy your name's just hard to say yeah <laughs> um why but, couldn't he be named like cowboy bob I, yeah but yeah i think it was Samansky. he had some really really awesome knives and some leather tooling as well but he had this booth set up and he brought all his gear with him and so and this box of uh horseshoes and he was 
he had all the horseshoes cut in half. And so for like 35 bucks, you could come up and he would take you through the whole process of making a blade and you would make a blade with him. And then when you're done, it would go in a leather pouch and you'd walk it. So for 35 bucks, you walked away with this really cool knife that you made. That sounds like a steal. It was awesome. Yeah. So I, you know, I set my daughter up and I was like, Hey, go, go make daddy a knife. And so she did. It was, (laughs) and she had a blast. This is not your younger daughter. No, (laughs) that would not have been, we don't lay here near fires. No, (laughs) or sharp things or really just anywhere that there's potential violence. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it took her 15, 20 minutes they heated it up. I mean, she's, she's sitting there on an anvil hitting this red hot glowing piece of metal and hammering it out. And she's having a blast. Cause I, I mean, bet. she can, what was cool about the horseshoes. If you, if you've ever worked with horseshoes, like they're pretty malleable. They're, yeah. they're not like a hard steel or anything like that. So like you heat them up and get them red and you smack it with a hammer. It's going to move and change shape pretty, yeah. pretty easy. Um, and so that was big fun for her to actually see, see that work. Nice. Um, so it was, it was a really cool event. We got lots of cool pictures. Um, I'm sure if you stalk me on Facebook, you can find some of them. I stalk well, you all the time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, it, it was a blast, man. We, we, we'll, we'll definitely do it again probably if they, uh, if they invite us. Sure. So it was, it was a good opportunity for sure. Yeah. So, but today we have a really cool episode. This is actually like something that I think a lot of people have requested from us to actually talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think there's certain things that like, whenever you think of the homeowner show, you think of things that, that you do around your house. Right. And, and some of the people that we've interviewed, like there's certain things that they're kind of given, right? Yeah. Like, for some reason, Plumbing was super early for us. We did we did plumbing. We did two plumbing episodes. Yeah, we already. did. We yeah. did leaks and plumbing. We've done roofs. We've done you know. We finally got around. We were like, oh man, take it took us forever to do air conditioning. Yeah. And there, there's some of these things. It's like man, it, it these are just kind of common things around the house. But one of the things that we haven't gotten to yet for one reason or the other is electricity. Right. And we, we've we've just not had an electrician on the show yet. And uh, the wait is over. <laughs> yeah, because we weren't going to talk about it. Because no, well, we're morons, and, and, and we're not dumb to try to do it ourselves and figure it out. So. We're smart enough to know that we're stupid. That's perfectly said. <laughs> You're so wise. A wise moron. Can turn a are. turn a phrase. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's you know bring these guys in and. Uh, uh, let y'all introduce yourselves and um, tell us what you do. Well, I am a Weston with New Builds Electric, and you're an electrician. I am an electrician. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just recently started my own company. I've been an electrician for twelve years now. Started fresh out of high school, and here I am, twelve years later, still being an electrician. Awesome. <laughs> it's not as bad as it sounds, but. Yeah. Well, who you got with you here? Uh, my wife, Courtney. Hi. <laughs> She's uh, the motivation behind the scenes. She keeps everything going, keeps yeah. the advertisements going and everything else. I try. Else. I don't have to as much now. I mean, we have a lot of people that have been awesome and jumping in and tagging us. And really, I'm just the cheerleader. I don't do nothing with electricity. <laughs> he makes me change the light bulbs now and then. But luckily, I have him for all the other questions around the house. But... Um, yeah, I'm super excited to see how far he's come because we've been together since we were 15. Well, he was 16. So 
We've been through this you journey. Oh, man. <laughs> We're the same age. Whoa. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've grown together and I've just seen him once he started in the, um, as an electrician straight out of high school and it was pretty stressful through the union and doing commercial and he's worked at the plant and finally, um, when it got time to be take its master's test, watched him study forever, forever and ever and <laughs> so many more hours and um, all the work he put into that and all the schooling. And so I'm so proud to see, you know, his business flourishing and it's a great opportunity to be here and get to, you know, talk about it. And I know he's kind of more of the quiet type, so <laughs> might have to pull some questions out of him because he's over there like, I don't know. But um, no, I'm super excited to see how new builds is coming along and growing and really. Yeah. And, and you've, you've probably actually, I mean, like learned a lot just by helping be a part of the business and answering questions from customers and having to, to do something you, you, you probably know more than you, than you, than you realize. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So I'll help them every now and then trace problems or something, but I do a lot of the invoices or just typing stuff up and getting back to customers. But it seems like a lot of our customer base or his customer base is really it's case by case. So a lot of times people have questions about lights or about plugs or about this and that. And now I'm getting to the part where I'm like, that sounds like a ballast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> but um, but really, um, it seems like a lot of troubleshooting is case by case. You never know, you know, what their house, you know, situation is or what's in the wall. So a lot of times I'm like, I'll have them call you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, like, so, so you mentioned you were straight out of high school. And um, what, what really kind of got you started in electricity? Because, I mean, there's a lot of avenues that people you know, wind up starting certain things. But what, what was it for you? So for this one, I was actually working at Academy making six bucks an hour. And mm. a friend of mine would join the union making 12 bucks an hour. And somehow our paths crossed and he was like, Hey man, you want to make some real money? Come over here. They have great benefits and you get a raise after every school of uh, every year of school that you complete, you get a raise. It was a five year program. And at the end of it, you're making 30 plus an hour. So, uh, I started there with the intentions of just doing it to get by and stuck with it because it just kept getting better and better, really. Yeah. But uh, honestly, it was never anything I ever intended on doing with my life, but it's been good to me. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because I I think a lot of times um, there's people that bounce around to things. But they never. It's like they're stick with it or yeah, yeah, stay yeah, with they, it. Yeah, they, you know, it's like a what do they call that? It's like a um, good at a lot of things, but not a master. Jack of all jack trades. Jack of all trades, but a master of none. Yeah, and so I, I think it's uh, it's it's good, and I think that speaks a lot of lot to your character and the type of person that you are that you're willing to to stick it out. So uh, that's awesome, man. Well, um, I will say my father in law played a big role in that. He was at the same job for. Uh, since he was probably 16 and he's still there today. Nice. Hmm. So uh, the first time I got laid off in the union, which is a common thing, he didn't understand why I got laid off. And so uh, I was like, well, you know, I might as well stick with this now because if I quit and change it up, I'm I'm not going to be, uh, I'm going to look bad in his eyes. Hmm. But I mean, that wasn't the main reason. Also, it, it, it was a job. And as we grew as a couple, we, it financed, I uh, it, yeah. it played Helped out us through those yeah. days. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. Especially getting races. <laughs> yeah. So, so nice. you, you said that you were, you were working with, was that the job you were working at a plant? 
Um, so I've, through the union, they work everywhere. I've worked at airports, uh, a lot of Memorial Hermann hospitals. I did work in some plants in LaPorte and Pasadena. Yeah. Um, I tried before I started studying for my master's, I tried to venture out and get some other kind of more than just commercial work under my belt so that whenever I did take my master's test, uh, I had a little bit of solar, a little bit of generators, wind power. Mm-hmm. I took classes on hydropower and stuff like that just because a master covers everything. Right. But also, I didn't want just a book knowledge. I wanted to have hands-on as well. And um, I, after all that, I'd rather just stick with commercial and residential. Yeah. <laughs> My hats are off to those guys who do more than that. Uh-huh. But uh, it's definitely not for me. Is it is, is, is this layer of complexity that's just not like what a residential or commercial building's like. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, that in 10 years, most of it was all commercial and uh, just venturing off to something different. It would take at least another five, six years to where I would feel comfortable. Yeah. And those areas. Well, so what's, what's the, like, and I've heard you say a couple of times you had to sit for your, your master's uh, license in this. What what's the big difference between someone who who has that and someone who doesn't that do that or have that that's you know working with elect electricity? So, um, as a journeyman, the requirements from the state are four years of being an electrician, which is eight thousand hours is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And the test is the test is hard, but the requirement. So, r- real quick, what are what are all the levels we're talking? So there's like master journeyman. And then apprentice. Apprentice. Okay. So this is an apprenticeship system. Right. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. So the one I went through was uh, the JATC in Houston, and it was through the union. It was a five-year apprenticeship program. And uh, when you finished that, they had a big party, and you turned out, and you got to take your journeyman's test. But uh, so the journeyman's test, it's, it's pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't... They don't just give them away to anybody. It's still a four-hour test. It's 100 questions, and uh, it's not easy. It's You have to study the code book. So for the master's test, they require another two years of being a journeyman, mm-hmm. and then the test is the hardest test I've ever taken in my life. Yeah, You have to know the book through and through. You can't take any kind of notes with you. Um so I guess the biggest difference between a journeyman and a master would be the code knowledge. Okay. Um, there's just things that I would have never thought about that I that they required me to learn, and uh, you have to be ready for everything. It's not just as a journeyman, someone else has the headache of telling you, giving you the task, telling you the problem, and telling you how to fix it. Mm-hmm. As a master, you're the one figuring out the problem. And either telling someone else how to fix it or fixing it yourself. Yeah. There's nobody for me to go ask, basically. Well, and I, I know in our industry, there's certain levels of people that you have to have in your business in order to even operate that business. And I, I assume you kind of have to have a master person in order to even have an, an electrician company. Right. Yes, yeah? sir. Okay. So um, you can't get a contractor's license, an electrical contractor's license, without having your master's license right. and insurance for the company. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Pretty important part. There's, thank yeah. goodness. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so I, I don't. Talk, I don't frown on it, but there are a lot of people that do unlicensed electrical work. Yep. Sure. And I'll, I will say it all day. There's many things that anybody can do that is electrical work. Right. And a lot of times those people will do it cheaper than a licensed electrician. Yep. It's just 
how many times do you want to pay for it if it's not done right? And yeah. if it's not done right, will they have the insurance to back up their work? Yeah. And sometimes even when it is done right, electrical, it changes. People say it's simple. People say it's the same. It's different case by case. It's it's almost never the same on some of the old houses because you never know what the last guy did, which is ironically why I have new builds electric. <laughs> From start to finish, if I put my name on it, I can guarantee the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's, well, if it's something that's an older house and I'm coming back through, I can't guarantee the last guy's work. Yeah. Which, I mean, I still come through. I don't have a problem doing adding to or changing anything, but I preferably, uh, I sleep better at night when it's just something that only has my name on it. Yeah. Well, so with, because I mean, I I would imagine most people listening to this probably own an older home. What, what, what is it about older homes that makes it such a challenge and so difficult to, to do some of the work that you do? So, I mean, it's, it's hit or miss. I've been to older homes where you open the panel up and it's like, wow, this guy actually knew what they were doing. Right. Um, and then I've been to some where the house has been sold and bought and sold and bought and everybody's uncle was a electrician of some sort. And there's been 10 different people in the panel, mm-hmm. 10 different people in the attic and you just go up in their attics and you have no idea. There, there's many possibilities why they could be having the issues or but you just have no idea why the last guy did what he was doing. Right. And why it would work for 10 years and then all of a sudden decide to mess up, which is often a lot of things that we hear from homeowners is, well, why did it just now start acting up if it worked that way for years? And then I tell them it was done incorrectly. And then they want to ask, how come I'm telling them and it needs to be changed? Mm-hmm. But I can't explain it because... I mean, it's you don't it's, know who did the work, right? That, and you and, don't know what type of work they did, exactly. and you can't verify the work that they did. And you can't, <laughs> you can't put your stamp on something else that someone else did, right? And yeah. so, for me, my hardest part is in my head. I can, I, I know why things work the way they do. I'm, I'm not a huge talker, and I have a, a hard time getting words out. So, whenever people ask me to explain myself, mm-hmm. it's easier for me to just be like, "Hey." Um, if I don't have someone else with me, I'd be like, look, I, I, I can show you, but uh, to put it in words, it's it's not. It's more complicated than just saying this right. and that. Right. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't. There's not always a way to put it in words to make it make sense. Like, I can't tell you why something worked for 20 years this way and now it doesn't. It's like talking to a doctor when they use all their jargon. It's like, well, we're trying to explain it in just regular yeah. terms. But honestly, this is this kind of panel and blah, 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 blah. And then you start getting all these yeah. terms mixed up. And he tries to tell me and I'm like, so that's that's this. And he's like, no, 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 that. And I was like, oh, OK, sure. Yeah. Sure. Sounds good. <laughs> Well, so that I think that brings up a a, a good point and and something that I'm curious based on that is like you you mentioned you know the licensing and you mentioned the amount of hours you put in and the testing and the insurance and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what kind of liability is a homeowner under if something goes bad and let's say uh, there was an electrical fire? Maybe it doesn't burn the house down. Maybe it just, you know, electrical fire in the kitchen and the kitchen's messed up. So they call their their insurance, their homeowner's insurance. Is there any liability based on the fact that they didn't use a licensed electrician to do the work? So if it was a brand new house, 
um, they could probably put it back on the builder. But if it's an older house, unless they were the original owner of it, um, I, I think they would have a hard time pinpointing who did or, what or pointing fingers at who did what. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. That, yeah. And that, so, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that, that I'm hearing you say, anybody can do certain things. Right. Uh, you know, I can even go out and we were talking about this before the show. I mean, I can change a breaker in a, in a panel. It's really not that difficult. Um, but at the end of the day, I have to understand that I'm the one who's responsible for that. And ultimately I'm responsible who, for who I hire too. If I hire someone to come out and do it and they don't have the correct licensing and, and those sorts of things, then I'm probably still liable for that because I'm not going to be able to put it back on them. Hey, this is the work they did. Right. They don't have any insurance for it. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So, it, and that's happened several times where I've done something in people's detached garage far away from their house. Mm-hmm. And six months later, they'll have an issue in their house. But I was the last electrician there. So the blame is directly on me, whether or not, it has anything I mean, to do with what you exactly. did. Yeah. So the only real way to be out of that is at the end of on, on all of my invoices, I have a little small disclaimer says, Hey, you know what I did was this and this, this is working while I left. And that's, that's about as much as I can guarantee. Now, if they ever did want to press the issue, I'm not sure how well it would hold up for either end. I mean, yeah. I might even come out on, on the losing end because I was the last one there. Sure. But, um, yeah, ultimately, it's just it might be cheaper in the the short run to right. hire somebody that's not licensed. But if if there ever was any issue, it would pay off just a little bit extra to have somebody that is licensed and insured. Okay, so how do I find out if you're licensed and insured, and how do I verify that? Man, so several people, and it's not awkward at all. I, I, Apparently, um, I look a lot younger than I am. People ask me all the time, so how do I know you're actually a master electrician? Or right. how do I know that you have a contractor's license? So the contractor's license go hand in hand. You actually can't even apply for one until you have your insurance. Okay. And they both go on a yearly basis. You have to pay insurance up front for a year, and you have to pay the contractor's license up front for a year. But, uh, man, if if they get uncomfortable when you ask them to present it to you, I would probably call somebody else. Yeah. Right. Because something else I've learned is that a master's electrician have also had the background screening. They can't get their master's unless they've had that background check. Mm. They clear for that way too, Mm. which is, you know, I feel like that's pretty good to know. Oh yeah. Um, In in people's homes. Right. right Exactly. Um, And then also coming with that, I know there's a lot of times where he'll be called out to pull a permit, you know, in the city of Houston or, and every, it seems like everyone has their own set of codes and rules and things. So that is something else. Recently I had somebody who pulled a panel. Anybody can call into center point and schedule a disconnect. They don't necessarily require anything to pull the meter off, but to put the meter back on, they require a permit. And some parts, city of Houston and just different smaller towns or whatever. But um, so a lot of times people hire guys to change out their panels. But when it comes on time to permits, either the guys have already got paid and left the homeowner there without being able to get their power back on. <laughs> or the guys are calling their friends frantically trying to get someone to pull a permit for them. Mm. And at one time... I mean, I never did any work without a permit, but I would call buddies for jobs and ask them 
never had any luck and now I understand, but I'd be like, Hey man, can you pull a permit for me on this job? And now being a master and seeing what it took to get there, there's no way I'd pull a permit for anybody else's work. Yeah. And even if I visually inspect it, it's just putting my name on something that I didn't do. Well, and for, for people that don't really understand, I mean, like why, why would that be such a bad idea for you to, to do that? Well, um, basically, so the permit would have my name on it, uh-huh. company's name on it. If the homeowner did have an issue, they could sue us for it and the city would come after us also. Right. Um, and after so many strikes with those kind of issues, I would actually lose my license. Yeah. Um, which I, I made the mistake of. I, I pulled a permit for a friend of mine who had another contractor work on their house, complete rebuild. They're realtors. This was our first house to flip. Mm-hmm. And uh, the house was built in the 50s. They did a whole rewire on the house. The contractor got the money and left before it was ever time for inspections. So my friend called me unknowingly and said, hey, uh, I just got kind of screwed over. Can you help me out? So I, I pulled a permit for him and thinking everything was good. And it wasn't two days later, I get a call from the city of Houston inspector. Did you even come out here? Did you look at this work? Did you do this? Did you do that? Mm-hmm. This isn't ready for me. Why are you wasting my time? So then I actually went to the house and this was my rookie mistake. The house was horrible. Nothing, <laughs> nothing was up to code. It was crazy that, I mean, I understood why the, the inspector was so mad. Right. And so it took us about three months to get that house up to code. Oh my and it's gosh. tedious stuff that you would never think about. Like the tub uh, jacuzzi door was in the way of some, what was it? The, so they had an inside bathtub right. that was considered a jacuzzi. Uh-huh. And there was no access for it, which makes sense. There's supposed to be access to, for the maintenance guy to be able to service it or whatever. They're supposed to be able to see the power going to it. They didn't have any of that, which it was finished tile work in there. Oh, gosh. And then uh, the panels, none of the breakers were up to are up to code. They're supposed to have AFCI and GFCI breakers, which are horrible breakers, but City of Houston requires, requires them. them. Yep. They're like 80 bucks a piece. <laughs> and nine times out of 10 and brand new houses, six months to a year old, most of my calls are to change those breakers out. Really? Yeah. They, they're super sensitive and, uh, the homeowners just don't want to deal with them. So I, I, I personally, I'll just recommend what they can put in. And, uh, I don't do it myself because it, it is what the city requires for whatever reason, but yeah. I can tell them, Hey, you know, a regular breaker will do the job. And uh, if you were two counties over, they wouldn't even require you to have that. But so. going back to the house situation, just they didn't have the right contractor to do the job. So then when Weston got there, you know, and I heard quite a bit about it, just so much. He didn't even know where to start because it needed to be just redone completely because everything was out of code. Everything was wrong. And it was outlets didn't have covers or this and that. And they left it like that. And so, you know, when people were trying to, Oh, we got to get our house ready to sell. Well, I mean, we, you know, see inspectors all the time, you know, um, is it Ricky? I think, um, she posts about it all the time, just this electrical thing or this, and they're catching them. Whereas as homeowners, you're just kind of like, Oh, just put a bandaid on something or we'll just kind of put this over here and it won't be caught. Well, when it gets caught, then you got to redo now all your tile work because of the one little plug that was under there that you had to get to. It's just crazy. All the tedious little details and these, you know, things. So if it was done right the first time, man, they, I felt really bad for them because 
Well, and, that, and that's not it even was, to like, you know, speak ill of like contractors because like, right. you know, co- contractors a lot of times are just trying to do whatever that homeowner's paying them to do. Oh yeah. Right. And they're probably like, I want tile all over this jacuzzi tub, mm-hmm. you know, and like didn't realize that they needed access. And like, just so everyone knows, I mean, like if you have a tub, you need access to that drain that, that some, some form or fashion. I mean, even if there's no electrical in there, it's good to have access in there for all kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that has to be from the outside. The, yeah. I mean, cause if you've got a pier and beam house, you can get to it underneath possibly. Right. right. But that being said, uh, I, I think it really goes back to something that you mentioned earlier. And that is that you need to know the people that you're hiring. Hey, don't be dumb. Like, make sure that you're asking <laughs> questions and make sure that you're seeing their license. Call references. Like, don't just look at reviews, although look at reviews. Look at reviews. Call references. Like, do everything you can before you hire someone to come out and spend hundreds, thousands, maybe tens of thousands of dollars for some of these people to work on your home. Make sure that you're doing your due diligence because at the end of the day, you said three months three months and these are flippers yeah so these That's flippers money lost yeah. oh my goodness oh, every lost. single day that they don't have that house on the market they're losing money and so you know I, and, and it's the same thing like for you as a homeowner even if you're not flipping your own home um you're just trying to live in it mm-hmm. three months i mean you already paid for it now you gotta pay someone else to come do it or you get ready to sell and realize this is out of code or that's out of code and you just spend all the money updating the kitchen or appliances or something and now you're spending money on the little nitty-gritty electric oh, yeah. stuff. exactly the last thing a flipper wants to put on the listing is as is right <laughs> right <laughs> Which is yeah. like your only option if you don't want to pay to have it fixed. Yep. So, man, I'm, I'm curious, like with an electrician's license, because I know with some different people that we've talked to, it's Texas specific. Yes, sir. Is, is, your, is what your license is, could you like go to Ohio and do what you do or are you, are you kind of locked into Texas? No, so Texas does coincide with a couple of states. Okay. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly which ones. So there's reciprocity in, in some states with yes, Texas. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, there's other states that uh, cover more states than just Texas. Right. And I don't know how we got screwed where Texas only covers like three other states. Right. But uh, yeah, uh, there's not many options. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes it's good because, I mean, like you... you sort of specialize, right? I mean, right. like, you know how it works in Texas or, you know, if you're in California, you might know how it works in California. Exactly, yes. Um, so, like, like in our stuff, I mean, like, we can't, I can't do anything outside of Texas. It's a whole other license. There's whole other laws and regs. I mean, it's, it, it gets, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so, like, some sometimes, and I, I think we forgot to ask Jehu if his license is good outside of, I think his is just good in Texas as well. Yeah, he, he used so. to do stuff in Tennessee. So yeah. it's I I think it's different for every industry. Probably you know? so. Um, so but like if I hear you right, like you if you would have gotten your license someplace else, it might have covered more mm-hmm. states. He thought yes, about sir. doing that. Okay, it's hard enough just I did, the but, uh, test itself. They're they're getting to where now they're taking away contractors' licenses completely. I think they just did it with plumbers. Really? Yes, sir. And uh, they're trying to do it with electricians, but uh, thankfully they haven't done it yet because yeah. then. They're just going to be unlicensed. Anything well, goes. And I'm not saying anything against unlicensed people because there sure. are people who can. That are barely knowledgeable and right. tedious. But uh, yeah, eventually it'll just be tough on the industry altogether. Now, is, is that a is that a way? Are they like deregulating the industry? Is that kind of what's going on? Yes, okay. Sir. And it's like that. 
that's kind of like what people who are in the business like you are. I mean, it's, it's weird because like in some, in, in some ways you want there to be less regulation because it, it kind of frees you up to operate your business the way you want to. Right. But at the same time, it allows losers and morons to jump on the train and and try and act like they know as much as you do. Yes, sir. And that's hard for a homeowner because we just told them, make sure you're verifying licenses. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure Mm -hmm. you're, but, but I guess at that point, um, the best thing to do is you have to start heavily relying on references and reviews. And that's uh, one of the, one of the first things I tell everybody whenever I give them a price, I said, I'll tell them, Hey, look, Check reviews, mm-hmm. uh, references on my Facebook. And I said, if at any point during this job you feel like we're not giving you your money's worth, then you can kick us out. You can bash us on <laughs> Facebook. You can tell your friends and family. That's I said, how so confident far, he is. Said, so his, far, you know, it knows. hasn't happened yet, which is great. <laughs> but, um, I mean, no, most of the time everybody's been, it's, it's been real nice. Uh, I haven't had any issues with any complaints. Mm-hmm. Luckily, and uh, I mean, I think that goes to show his work, though, because I mean, I've seen his work, and he's always been not OCD, but he's very particular about things around the house. And you know, I'm the type that if I take off my socks right there, that's where they're gonna stay until tomorrow. And he's very like clean as you go. So when all of his electrical work that I've seen, he's so tedious and we'll be eating at a restaurant and he'll look up and say oh that looks hideous they should have moved those wires and that doesn't look good like that and <laughs> he wants everything to look really good well, so that kind of bounces that, yeah, that bounces mean, to what you said about like check the work right after right. they're done and you look in his panel and every little wire is perfectly in place and then you see another electrician later on post a picture of a panel and and I just look at it and I'm like, oh boy, because I just know he's dying inside thinking of all the wires that are stuck and stuffed inside the panel. And so I definitely, you know, from an outside perspective, I know what to look for in a panel or in, you know, what your um, outlet should look like and sheetrock not be chipped on the outside of it. And I mean, even new buildings though, man, those are the worst lately. Like he's been going to a lot of new houses that have just been built within the last five years. So one of the bigger problems is one master can employ endless amount of people underneath them. Right. And most of the bigger companies I work for, the masters lived in California, Florida. They never saw each job. Right. And when you can employ, so anybody can get online and get an apprentice license for 15 bucks a, a year, probably. Sure. Yeah. We don't recommend and, uh, that. <laughs> right. Well, these builders come in and they hire anybody. And so, yeah, they're working under a master, but the bigger companies, they're just throwing the stuff together and it might meet the city specs. Mm-hmm. If, Enough. I mean, if the new houses ever even get inspected, they do, but it's not as, as bad as, thorough. It's not a, yeah. yeah, it's not as thorough as it should be. So then you get these brand new houses where they're just thrown together, not really even by professionals, just laborers 10 bucks an hour who are told by maybe one journeyman on the job and so basically and they're beautiful homes yeah the ones he's been in you know 300 400 homes but yeah it's just what really went on so yeah. s- smaller companies well i can't even say that you just have to it, it goes back to references like know the builder yeah. check their backgrounds maybe ask for some of their work references it just there's a lot of questions to ask yeah, attention to detail makes a, a big difference because 
I mean, in, in our kitchen, it, it drives me nuts um, because our the, the light in the middle of our kitchen is not in the middle of our kitchen. Oh my gosh, that is so common. And, and, it's, and honestly, I, I, I bet that it would be on in the middle of the kitchen if they would have put the box on the other side of the beam. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. If they just would have used a, you know, one side of the stud instead of the other, it might have been in the right place. <laughs> I mean, it's that close. But it winds up making it to where we have to make a choice. Either our table is off center of the room or it is on center with a light. And, and it's like we have to make that choice right now or I got to get somebody out there to move the box, repair the sheetrock, paint. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's a it's a process. And so attention to detail makes a big difference from the start, from the start. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, actually, we just spent the last almost week and a half on a house that's less than two years old. The homeowners just moved in, and that's exactly what we were doing. Moving lights over a half an inch, two inches. Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. This lady had a a home designer come into her home, and that was the first thing she pointed out. In one of the bathrooms, the lights was a half an inch off from the center of the sink and the mirror. And it would, I noticed it. It drove me crazy also. Yeah. But uh, she went around, and she just pointed everything out. To where the, the the man's wife was like, yes, we have to have this done right now. This is going to drive us insane. I was like, hey, we can do it, you know? I don't, I'm, I mean, I don't do sheetrock, but I know a couple of great sheetrockers. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we go in, and it's pretty simple. There was a couple of them where there were studs right in the middle. But, I mean, now it's coming back through. If, if you do it from the start, it's super easy. It's a little bit more complicated after their sheetrock up, but it can be done. Right. And uh, it still looks nice. And now there's no more just something that catches your eye that it's not going to bug you the rest of your life knowing that, hey, you know, this is off center. Yeah. So what, what, what do you do when you when you come across a situation where that the, the mount for that light needs to be there and that there's a stud running right through the middle of the wall? What, what do you do for that? So they have what uh, what we call a pancake box. I think that's actually the, the real name for it also. It's about three-eighths thick. It's uh, just the, the depth of the sheetrock. Mm-hmm. So we cut a hole out in the sheetrock, and it mounts to the stud. And then you just put the wires through the back of the box so that uh, it's pretty much like a flush mount to the wall. Yeah. And then basically that's what we do. If not, then sometimes we might chip it a little bit out of the uh, out of the stud. Yeah. But uh, it's not common. And sure. And if, if so, it's not like anything that would damage anything or nothing like that. So, so totally fixable. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hmm. Yeah. So, so question, uh, first house I ever bought, walk in by, after we bought the house, um, I knew one of the first things I wanted to do was change the outlets out in the house because all of it was old house built in 1945. All of the outlets were original and they were all two prong outlets. And my deal was so many things have a ground on them now. Right. And so I wanted a three prong outlet. So, <clears throat> you know inexpensive such a diva i know <laughs> like 50 cents for an outlet right i mean they're Something they're, like that, they're yes, super cheap um and so so i'll go out and buy a bunch of them uh my brother-in-law's an electrician had him come over to the house and um the the first thing he said was i have no problem putting these in but they're not going to be grounded and i said okay i don't even know what you mean by that and he said he said well you you can you can put a three prong outlet where there was two wires, uh, but 
it's not going to be grounded. Um, and so I said, okay, well, I've been in a house before that had old two wire, uh, to all the outlets, but they were grounded. He said they were probably arced. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where they, where they, where they jumper the, they jumper the positive over to make it grounded. Oh my. No, I can't say I've heard bonded maybe where it would be from the, you can bond it at the panel and then jump the neutral to the ground. Okay. Well, so, uh, or maybe I was, maybe it was jumping the neutral to the ground. I said positive, whatever it is. Um, you know, this is where a smart electrician really comes in because he said it's super dangerous to, to yeah, just, I, I wouldn't recommend yeah. <laughs> uh, said, I don't know what you're talking about, but if you're jumping anything, I'm yeah. not sure that it's a good yeah, idea. He said, but, but it's, but it's, know. it's a common thing that people will do to, you know, look like a, an outlet is grounded and, um, and, you know, there's there's lots of reasons why you might do that. I mean, one of them is we were having cable installed. And before the the cable guy would install the um, the box, it had to be in a grounded outlet. And so we had two options. We either could run a new wire back to the box that was grounded or jumper it. And a lot of people will just jumper it. And, and it is, first of all, it's not in code, but it can cause a fire. Like, there's a lot of different things out there that... Cable. Right. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, for cable. Yeah, and so uh, th- this was a number of years ago uh, <laughs> before cutting the cord was an actual thing. Uh, but I, I think that it's those types of things that I wouldn't have known. I, I just knew that people did that at one point. And that's and where you like, might call somebody and they just do it for you. And you think it's yeah. fixed and it's a Band-Aid. And then later you're like, oh, man. So yeah. curious, uh, was that house aluminum wiring? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. I wouldn't have touched that house without <laughs> redoing the whole house for you. Yeah. And so well, what we did was we just we just hooked them all up as, you know, two wire and, and they weren't grounded. Nice. None of them, no, none of them were grounded, and but it, it still allowed me to put a three prong outlet uh, or a plug into it. It just wasn't wasn't grounded. So what we what we wound up doing is we just wound up putting a surge protector on anything that we needed. We felt like we needed protection on so TVs, things like that. We just put a surge protector on it. Nice. Um, so now we actually do offer a full home surge protection. Hmm. So the, it it covers your appliances and your electronics, and you don't have to do it individual anymore. Okay. And uh, actually, Square D backs the product with a $70,000 warranty. Nice. So when you get it, it comes with all the paperwork, and if you ever need it, you submit it to them. It's like a seven-year warranty of it. Yeah. Okay. But, Those uh, are installed on the breaker box, aren't they? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, so if you wind up having a surge that, uh, so I don't know how much it costs to install one of those. I'm sure it's different depending on the amount that you need for each house. But, um, so, so if a surge comes through and it breaks, um, is it, is it just a simple switch to turn it back on or is it something you have to replace at that point? It'll, it'll take a few small surges, but, um, when, when it gets a good one, it, it fries it, so yeah. it, okay. but it's it's maybe a 30, 45 minute install process, and depending on whether your panel's outside or inside, or even if there's any room for your panel, it does go on a two pole breaker, so there has to be at least two extra spaces in your panel for us to install it. Okay, but a uh, price 
price varies depending on how big the panel is and how much access it is for it. But sure. I mean, yes, by the time you go out and buy a bunch of surge protectors, right? It's probably right. worth no, no. It. So <laughs> it's worth well, it. Usually about between four hundred and four hundred fifty bucks. I was going to say, what what is the average cost on one of those? So, yeah, yeah that, that seems pretty reasonable. Yes, sir. Uh, I know most companies charge about eight hundred bucks. Okay. The the material cost is somewhere around two hundred dollars. Yeah. So it's about two hundred for the install, and depending on how easily accessible your panel is. Yeah. And we were talking about this on all these new smart homes. So yep. they have these smart homes with all this technology. You can lock your door from your phone and turn on your cameras from your phone and everything. And yeah, one one good power surge and that kind of stuff is fried. Yeah, um, I get a lot of calls after storms where people say, "Hey, my my power did go out." But most of the times, I don't put two and two together. They just their microwave will stop working, and their dishwasher will stop plug. working. That's what they get for Something. having a microwave, right? Oh, here we <laughs> go. Thanks a lot for mentioning a microwave. All right, Craig, thirty more minutes. Here we go. I get a full full thirty minutes on I my guess. microwave. That's how long it takes you. I mean, I am kind of curious. <laughs> don't don't no no no. Okay. All right, All keep right. going, please. <laughs> well, so I mean, one of the first things that we tell them usually when something like that happens is, do you have a home surge protector? Mm-hmm. or was your power recently out and most of the times they'll be like yeah our power did go out so we'll come out and see and a lot of times the plugs will still have power it's just the electronics and their appliances are just completely fried yeah and so uh i mean i haven't had anybody who's ever called me and said that you know your surge protector didn't protect our home or we don't have these issues anymore well no several people said that they don't have issues with their breakers tripping after power surges or with just their appliances going out or messing up anymore Mm, nice well i'll tell you we we had a situation um where our work uh just the other day where a weird power surge happened um there, there was a lot of a lot of electrical stuff going up on in the sky that day, and um, the lights in the whole building flickered for about an hour and a half, and and obviously that's not okay. But <laughs> at the end of it, there were there were three things that wound up getting fried. But one of them was the oven. It was a, it was a range, it was, so it was an oven uh, stove combo, and. When you tried to turn it on, the the oven, it just wouldn't turn on. And it kept giving you a code. You go look at the code, and apparently there's an electrical panel in there that's called a memory panel that um, it wouldn't allow the door to lock. Well, even whenever you're just using an oven, you don't need the door to lock. Only if you're, like, cleaning it, right? Right. Um, But... Whatever it was, it was that function that was saying was wouldn't work, and so therefore the oven wouldn't even turn on at all, and it and it completely fried the oven. We turned in a claim to the uh, the energy company, and uh, they actually accepted responsibility for it. But all that being said, you're right. Like there's there's electrical stuff inside that can get fried. That if you would have just had it on a surge to begin with you're not having to go out and buy a new oven. Right. Uh, yes, sir. $450 is less than what most ovens cost. Right. Especially if you get more than one thing that goes out 
at one yeah. time. Yeah, yeah this, it's definitely I, I, less I, than TVs. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, I, I can actually speak to this one. Our, our insurance company actually recommended that we have one put on um, because it won't surprise anyone. Uh, this house has been hit by lightning twice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and so the second time it hit it, I think it did like $7,000 worth of damage. Oh, my goodness. Ah, I know? do know that uh, some homeowners insurance companies will lower your rates if you have right. a surge protector. Yeah, that's yes, right. Sir. That's what he said. He's like, look, if you put in a lightning rod and <laughs> and uh, a surge protector on your panel, you, we, we can lower your your uh, your rate. Where so. can I get a lightning rod, sir? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazon. Those are not cheap, <laughs> by the way. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, and so. Uh, I was going to ask you because, and I, again, I don't know much, but this, these are terms that I've heard bantered around. What, what would be the difference between like a lightning strike and like a brownout? I've never heard the term brownout. See, I hadn't either. And it was like what, what the way someone described it to me was like if the power sort of drops and you kind of get like that, like, like when your AC won't come on kind of a thing, but like there's still power going through it. Someone called that a brownout to me that like, hmm. it's kind of like at a lower voltage or something that's coming through the panel. So, uh, um, I'd never heard of it. So I was like, I didn't know if maybe that was cause like, could have just been that that guy didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> that sounds like a surge, just like a, a weird surge in and of itself. Doesn't it? It, it does sound kind of like a surge. Yeah. Um, the difference I know, so they have capacitors mm-hmm. that help with the charge of right. AC units and bigger things that are turning on so that it doesn't just pull all that power at once. Yeah. But uh, in comparison to a lightning strike, I couldn't. Yeah. I sure. Because well, there's not much. Well, cause, mean, lightning strikes have got to be like the worst thing in the right? world. Well, like I, I know one of the ways you can tell that your house is like probably not set up right is when the AC kicks on like the lights sort of dim. Oh, yeah. You know, and this is what like what happened in our house was like the AC was already on and then everything kind of just like dimmed for like an extended period of time mm. and then just came back up later on. So huh. is that one of those deals where you're like, my house dropped a brown one? Is it, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. What, again? You use the word again, again after that? Yeah. Okay. I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because like, like when we, when we bought this house and like, cause it's hard to imagine that things could have been worse. Um, but <laughs> Like the way that the property is, because there's three separate buildings, right? Yeah. And so each building has its own breaker box. Sure. And so there's the three breaker boxes in each building, but then there's an external breaker box that's the main breaker box that feeds all the three breaker boxes hmm. on the property. Okay. So that that would be something, uh, maybe the service was overloaded. Mm-hmm. So if... If maybe there's like a, I don't know if you have a 400 amp service that feeds all three houses or 200 amp service. (laughs) Uh, So a house your size should have at least a 200 amp panel on Mm -hmm. it. And if if it's a 100 amp panel, sometimes they do get overloaded. And Mm -hmm. that that would cause something like that if you have the AC and even just a couple of things running in a house of that size. Um, Like nothing would surprise me, right? I mean, like, (laughs) like like when we bought it, the the main line coming out of the main breaker box was just laying on the ground. <laughs> That's not normal. Nice. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Just checking. No, everyone. <laughs> there should not be electrical lines laying on the ground. <laughs> So especially none that carry that much. I mean, like no. that, that's right. like that's like a death wire. Yes, I mean, sir. I don't know much, but like that's that's bad. It should have either been buried or overhead somehow or another. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, it, it, we ended up getting it put through conduit and right. like, like it ought to be and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But like, like just yesterday, the power company came through and they were doing their, their tree trimming and all that kind of stuff. And they took the power line down off the lines and just laid it across my driveway. Nice. And left it there. <laughs> like they, they cut the trees, they dropped the line and then they, they just left it in our driveway. Oh, they never picked it back up? No. And so like another, another company came through and it was, I think they were like the, uh, I think it was actually sudden link that came through and they're like, they came up the driveway and they're like, Hey, sir, do you know that there's a power line laying across your driveway? No, we didn't know and I'm like, no, I didn't know that. And they're like, would it be okay with you if we picked it up and like put it on the thing that goes over your driveway so you don't have to drive over that? And I was like, that would be amazing. Right. Wait, <laughs> sudden link did something for you for free. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Wow, there's a oh, shocker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that brings us up to a question uh, that we actually uh, had a uh, one of our followers uh, ask on Facebook, and and that was, what do you do whenever you come across an exposed wire in your home? So, being an electrician, I have the right tools. Uh, most of my tools are insulated, that allows us to work carefree with live wires that yeah. are exposed. But uh, if so, just for a regular homeowner, uh, they sell electrical tape at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sell tick tracers at Home Depot, and they sell wire nuts at Home Depot. The first thing you want to do is uh, put some sort of electrical tape on it, yeah. and that way you can touch it and it won't shock you. And the second thing would be to figure out which breaker turns that wire off or on, and that that does require something we call a tick tracer. They're about twenty dollars at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. But what we also call them widow makers. So uh, <laughs> I, I can't say that they're a hundred percent, but they're they're eighty percent, and they they light up, they make noise if there's power on there. Okay. And uh, if you don't trust it, feel free to give it a little touch. You know, <laughs> if, if you're feeling crazy. Yeah. But um, no. So that's that's primarily what we use, and uh. So just handle it with respect. It's nothing to be scared of, but know that it it can shock you. It's they say 120 will kill you, but it's it's just the most common. So that's why there's most common accidents. Right. But uh, it'll it'll wake you up. Just handle it with respect. Uh, I would suggest at least turning some of the breakers off, if not the whole panel, just yeah. one at a time, figuring out which one it is, and then safely tuck it back in the wall whenever you put a wire nut on it, or call an electrician if you want to avoid <laughs> yeah. all yeah. of that. Yeah. If all else fails. Well, yeah. I mean, like if you if you if you're uncomfortable at all, if it if it freaks you out. Don't mess with it. Right. No. Yeah. It's that, not worth it. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> not worth it. How, do you like a lot of the new technology that they're coming out with like switches and plugs and, and all these kinds of things? Are they are they more complicated for you or do you do you think that they're actually pretty cool? Or So uh, a big thing for us right now is dimmer switches. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys or a women. lot of wives, women <laughs> see it uh-huh. and they just think, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Right. What they don't know is that not all lights are dimmable. Right. And uh, they have to be compatible with the dimming switches. And so we've put them on new houses where the lights were supposed to be compatible with dimmers and the lights flicker and they they just, they're not compatible. I've heard this is an issue with LED lights. Like they, it is. they flicker quite a bit if they're not the right light if the switch is weird or i i've been back to one house three times now because uh same issue for a little while they worked fine and then whenever they went to dim it the light started flickering Mm -hmm. and it was for a few seconds and then over a period of like a month 
they just got to where they didn't even work with the dimmer switch. Yeah. And those were brand new lights that we put in that clearly said on the box compatible with dimming switches. Right. And that was three different switches. But uh, so but really it's weeding out which are the best brands and best uh-huh. things out there. Yeah. So now, I mean, we have one brand that we stick to and it works with at least six uh, different switches. So it gives the, the homeowner a choice of switches because they don't all look the same. They're not all the same. And uh, are you talking about the bulb, the brand of the bulb? Uh, so the it's switch a, itself. It's a, the or switch and well, so yeah, I'm sorry. Um, the LED lights, uh-huh. they're like the recessed cam lights. Right. And uh, I couldn't tell you the brand off the top of my head. Okay. But we order them from the supply house and they just work great with everything that we've installed them with so far. Mm. But yeah, so a lot of the times, just the homeowners, they don't understand why they can't have one installed. Mm-hmm. And it's because either the light bulbs might not be compatible or the light fixtures. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's... It's disappointing when you tell somebody that you can't do something for them without having to do something else. I don't like to be a salesman. Right. And I'm not at all. I don't want my guys to be salesmen. I'm not at all going to tell somebody that, hey, you know, you have to do this for me to do that. But also at the same time, I don't like telling them that there's something I can't do. Right. <laughs> so if, if I'm hearing you right, the bulb has to be dimmable. The switch has to be dimmable. And the fixture? So... Uh, if it's an LED fixture, mm-hmm. then those usually say dimmable or not dimmable. Well, they won't say they're not dimmable, but if they are dimmable, they will say that on the box. Right. And then uh, they do have bulbs that will fit regular fixtures that work with dimming switches, mm-hmm. but it's hit or miss. It's not always guaranteed that right. they're going to work. Um, some fixtures are just made to be turned off and on. There's no in between. But... uh. And there's some brands, like, there's some things you can go cheap on around your house when you're remodeling and refixing stuff. And then there's some things where you want to invest the extra 3 or $4 per light right. for, and you know, a longer lifetime or lifespan. So the ones that we found, the ones we were using were like 25 bucks. The yeah. ones that we found that work are like $30. And those right. are actually not, they're, they're pretty high quality lights. So just for the little bit extra... And I don't mark up materials for my customers. That's one thing. Like, I don't have a problem. I'll bring a receipt for materials. Here's that. And then we talk about labor from there. Yeah. But uh, it's, well, back to your question, I guess. The technology, some of it is pretty cool. Some of it's just mostly a headache. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things they come up with that make it seem like anybody can do, that anything should be possible. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. yeah, we for had a, that to be so, it has to be, everything has to be right. I right. mean, it is possible, but there's a long process to get it to where it's possible. And like those dimmer switches he was saying has a lot of tricky wires. You got to do it all right. And we had a friend say she was trying to do it herself. You know, directions off the box should be pretty easy. And then she called him and said, hey, so... I tried and I don't think I hooked it up right. And then it's even more of a headache because you don't know where she started or went to or where where she connected yeah. what to. So then it's even additional lengthier process trying to mm. figure out that troubleshooting. And those switches are are two or three times the size of just a regular outlet switch and they're they take up the entire box. So a lot of times getting getting the wires back in 
to the box that they came out of. People are like, oh, it doesn't fit right. And then they put them in crooked or they, you know, jam them in there and they're like, all you know out of out of alignment with the rest of the wall and all this kind of stuff and at the end of the day sometimes you're right you know function isn't always worth it or they cut the wires too short that seems to be a thing where he gets in there and there's not enough wire to get to the connection he's having a hard time one, one thing i will never understand is some guys just don't care about the next guy and while you might save money cutting the wires in a new home and an electrical bar, like a, an outlet box for a plug down to one inch. Mm-hmm. If you, if you ever go to change the plug out, you can't even pull the plug out of the wall with the right. wires connected to it. So that's, I mean, not only is it more work for the homeowner, but for the next guy, they have to pull a whole nother circuit in or a whole nother line in for that plug. Yeah. It's just, well, I don't know. That's inconsiderate. Right, right, right. Be I a mean, person. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we <laughs> always try and be courteous and think about the next guy. That's one of the biggest things. And I think that goes for all trades, really. Yeah, is absolutely. A, there's always going to be somebody that goes behind you, whether you do it right or not. Just years later, it's going to need to be changed. You're going to be here forever. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you yeah. had any trouble with these uh, these USB plugs? Have you seen these? The power outlet uh, plugs? So I've. Personally, we installed a whole bunch of them in the hospital. Okay. But, uh, I mean, as far as complaints go, no, I've never had any complaints with them. And, and they wire up just like a regular plug, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. They're pretty cool devices. Yeah, they're expensive. I think they run like 30 to $50, depending exactly. on what kind you want. Yeah. 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 Again, you can buy a regular plug for like 40 cents. You but. would you would be surprised at some of the stuff we put in these houses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for upgrades but, too. But I tell you what, man, if I don't have to look for one of those charging blocks, I can just plug it right in. It, I mean, number of times people buy new charging blocks is like, might as well pay thirty or forty bucks for the yeah. outlet. No, we 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 put one in our kitchen when we remodeled it. It was, I mean, we just did the one. Yeah, <laughs> convenient. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. yeah. It took a full paycheck. <laughs> I, I know that when we were installing them at the hospital, they they walked faster than we installed them. Mm. They oh, yeah. they probably bought five cases when they only needed one case of them. Mm. Yeah, but wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really, really convenient and cool. I mean, like, it, yeah. Well, now you don't only just charge your phone with it; you charge anything, everything, yes. with yeah. it. So many things. Mm-hmm. Well, and like a lot of the a lot of the new electronics that you're buying, I don't know you guys have noticed this, but like almost all of them have, it's, it, they're all USB powered. Yes, man. So yeah, for me, those are great. I buy a lot of flashlights, headlamps that yep. are all because I can charge them in the truck on the way to work. Yeah, yeah. So if I get in the attic and I need a headlamp, I just charge it on the way there. I don't have to go buy batteries for mm-hmm. it. That's right. It makes a lot of sense. But I mean, like we, we have now crossed over the one hour mark. So we're, we're, we, we, we could probably keep going, but we, we probably need to respect the listeners time. Yeah. Anything else we hadn't, that we hadn't talked about yet that you guys want to make sure we, we covered. No, man. Thanks for having us on the show. Of course. We'll have to have you guys back because we clearly got lots of questions. Well, we're not done. We're not done. I mean, we could definitely go on. There's so many branches and things to cover. Well, we haven't even done the final four yet. The final four. Yeah, I didn't even get to say it right because I'm incredulous right now. I know. They're they're halfway out the door. I know. we got to grill them. No. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, so uh, you've you've listened to our podcast before, so, so you know. Uh, that we always ask our guests the these final four questions. It's very polite of him to use the we there. 
Well, yeah, mostly me because can't, <laughs> he can't remember them. I have no idea. Like the, the last the last couple of months, I've been out a bunch, you know, doing uh, football, and uh, he's had to do some episodes without me. And I'm like, how did how did you get the final four done? I have no idea. I wrote them on my hand. Okay, <laughs> nice. that's about Good right. Job. That's about right. So anyway. Four questions, and we'll, we'll let each of you answer them. Um, so we'll just start with the first one. I kind of feel like we should separate them, like the newlywed game, and see if oh, they yeah. get the same. That would be awesome. <laughs> answer for the take, other person. We have, we've had like 11 years of... Well, they, they've, they've been together since 15, 16. Like, so did just, y'all know each other before then? No. Nah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it would be interesting, but we're not going to. Uh, first question. Yeah, right. Maybe we have more time. All Next right. time. All right. First question. What's the must-have tool you won't leave the house without? So there's actually four of them. Oh. If I can say four. Uh, sure. Why not? Uh, so, so my side cutters, my, we call them clients okay, to cut yeah. the wires with. What do you, what do you call them? Clients. Clients. Yeah, but, okay. So it's really the brand name. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, okay. I was going to say, let's take a moment here <laughs> because this is absolutely hilarious to me. Now it, maybe it's just the way it is, but from what I understand, like Klein's just a good tool. I mean, it's, it's a good quality brand name of tool, but Electricians won't use anything else. So my clients are actually a Grainly brand, <laughs> but only because Not even when I was in the union, uh, clients same thing. I mean, you on a job a with a whole bunch of people. People decide they need them more than you. Yes. So I buy some off-brand tools that are just as good. I still call them clients. Yeah. Um, and I actually got to hold on to them. I've there had the pair now for like seven years. <laughs> they hadn't just, wandered off. I, right. do, I do think it's hilarious because most electricians, they're like, I'm only going to use Klein, Man. which which is fine, but they call them Kleins. Like, it's like buying Kleenex, right? Yeah. I mean, you probably actually use them puffs, <laughs> but you call it a Kleenex. Can I have a Kleenex? I don't know. We only have puffs in our house, so... <laughs> All right. So Sorry. Like Twizzlers Sorry. and Red Vines. Is that the... Yeah. Okay. Although no respectable human being eats those. But other than that... You fine. mean either one? Either one. Like, finally, something we can agree on. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Good. All right. Sorry. So your side cutters. Yeah. So side cutters, a screwdriver. Insulated. That is, right. Yeah. They're, they're insulated. Uh, and it's a six in one. So it's Phillips tip, flathead, okay. a square tip. And then a, a level and a tape measure. All right. There's there's not many jobs I can't do without those full four tools. Okay. And I, I would say a tick tracer, but I mean I can I can figure out pretty quickly if the wire's hot or not. Yeah. <laughs> you put you put your you put your tongue near it there and you, you can figure it out, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Well what what about you? What are what are your uh must have tools? I'll, I mean he Him. had four, so Him. <laughs> I love it. No, that's good. That's good. All right. Are you, are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to go do some work, then. I'm not doing it. Oh, absolutely. You do not She's want. excellent on the sidelines. Hey, I will cheerlead all day or hey. get him out of tickets when he gets pulled over for driving too fast to that, his job. Hey, you know what? Everybody's got to have one of those people, right? Cool. All right. Second question. What's a job you've walked away from? Now. We're going to, we're every single episode, we have to qualify this, but you've already heard the qualifier before because you've listened to our episodes before. So uh, it can be a career, doesn't have to be. What's a job you've walked away from? Like a, a job that I was hired to do? Yes. Oh. Um, or, or, or just even something around your house 
that you like I, I ain't <laughs> well, doing let that. me tell you that <laughs> no so that. my first job was at a carter's country shooting range in spring dream job would still kick myself every day for it but That's uh where we first met yeah so we <laughs> got to music. uh we got to put on scopes for people sight and laser sights help teach the chl classes and pull ski for people great job However, I was the lowest man on the totem pole, mm-hmm. and one day someone just completely trashed the bathroom, and it was stuff everywhere. <laughs> and uh, they told me to clean it up. And I was making five fifteen an hour, so I that was the first job I ever walked away from. Mm, not think, doing that job. Not at all, man. <laughs> and I was there for from fifteen to well, about a year and a half. But uh, that's the only job I've ever walked away from. Okay. Yes, yeah. sir. All right, cool. What about you? Mm, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I carry a lot of titles, but I guess the only one that I've really just walked away from, I do a lot of um, graphic design over mm-hmm. the internet. And so one of the things that I do is funeral programs, actually. Mm. Um, and anyways, I had a customer who, one of those people that you can't ever be happy, but I try to be nice about things because, you know, everyone grieves differently. Yes. But it got to the point where... Um, because I didn't choose a different floral design in the sample that I showed her to see if she liked it. Um, I ruined her life and she was so upset with me and how could I do this to her? So I just said, here's a refund. I'll send you the best I can. I'm sorry. And then I walked away from that Uh, one just because I I might've been confused. I'm sorry. Was this a job that as an electrician that I walked away from or doesn't have to be? Oh, okay. Okay. Anything. It's very broad. Yeah. Right. You're spot on. You're good. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a failure on our part to write the question, yep. and now Craig refuses to change the question. So, well, so yeah, no, I like the question. As an electrician, <laughs> I like the confusion. There, there's been several jobs that I've turned down or walked away from without question, and I have one right now that I'm contemplating on. <laughs> and it's just if if the homeowner or the customer is not willing to go 100 percent right then there's no way I'm even going to go meet them halfway to do the job for them. Yeah. Like, right now there's a job, uh, there's four, there's a horse arena or mm-hmm. a, an arena. They have four lights and they want four pole lights installed, but they want me to use the power that's been there since the seventies and it's been flooded five or six times and the wires are all corroded and just horrible. So I don't yeah. want to put expensive new lights on this old power and they think I'm just trying to sell them to get more money in my pocket. I don't no. want to do the work at all anyways. <laughs> but for me, it's just a headache. If you can't do it right, yeah. don't do it. Right. If you can't and so back up your work. It's, it's either, do I just throw a number out that's extremely high and then do it if they tell me to? Yeah. Or walk away completely and tell them, hey, you know, if, if you're not willing to do it right, then I don't want any part of it at all. Yeah. It sucks walking away, though. Yeah. For anything. And, but again, I don't want to do that, but... Yeah, you want to do it right. I, I've dealt with situations like we we can talk off the air later on. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry about that. No, 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 no you're good. No, it's fine. Uh, how how do you wind down at the end of a long day? Well, I, I up until about a month ago, it was working out. But mm. now we just come home and sit on the couch, and we're lazy. Uh, <laughs> nice. Speak for yourself. Okay, well, she works after she gets home from work, mm. and is constantly working. So I sit on the couch and watch TV, and I'm lazy. Nice. Yes, sir. Love it. What 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 ended the workout? 
time. Man, time. Just, just got Tired really time. busy. Yeah. Yes, sir. I hear you. And I, if I can't eat right and I can't, it goes hand in hand. Oh, yeah. Just eating right, working out, having time for it. If I can't do one, I don't, I, I typically don't do the others. Yeah. Understandable. All right. And you? Um, play with my dogs. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. We get in the floor and we wrestle and I look like an <laughs> idiot. And I don't care. Sounds awesome. What kind of dogs? <laughs> They're mutts. Oh, nice. Yes. The best. Yeah. Cool. All right. Last question. Uh, kind of. <laughs> What's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice that you've ever received? Job related? Life, job, up to you. Um, Philosophical, religious, we don't care. I'll say job related and just never trust who you're working with. If they say that they turn the wires off, test it yourself. (laughs) And I've, I I don't know how many times I've done it to my buddy (laughs) where I've turned the wrong breaker off on accident Mm -hmm. and he thinks he's working something that's not hot. And uh, he gets shocked. Yeah. Ooh. Fortunately enough, he's never done it to me. Oh. Makes me feel horrible every time I do it to him. But yeah, that's that's the number one electrician rule is is always test everything for yourself. Don't don't trust anybody when it comes to something like that. Yeah. And make sure it's dead if you're not comfortable working on it hot. Nice. Mm, I like it. Um, and I would say one that I live by. Um, it's a scripture, but I think it can apply to everyone, even if you're not. A believer, but it says, um, who of you by wearing can add a single hour to his life? Mm. And that's definitely something that I think can relate to any area of life, whether it's your finances, whether it's building a business, whether it's um, trying to figure out how you're going to get from A to B or, you know, car trouble, AC trouble. Really, there's no reason to worry. It says, you know, tomorrow has enough worries of its own. So don't even worry about it. He says, you know, I uh, feed the birds and I clothe the field. So I'm going to take care of you too. But I definitely love the thought of what's the point of worrying? It's not going to help and it's not going to add another hour to your life. So that's definitely kind of something I go by day to day and, you know, stick with. That's a good one. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right, so so the last question uh, that really probably the the most important question that we ask and how do people get a hold of you if they want to contact you? Um, do you want people to contact you? Sometimes, okay. <laughs> I, I, yes, I will we say do. I missed the days of getting on Facebook and it wasn't work, but yeah. probably ninety percent of people contact me on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, which is unfortunate because if they don't do it on the new builds page. And they send me a message. It goes to a different folder. Yeah, that gets buried behind all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. You don't get I, notifications for right. it, so then you just gotta check it every now and then. Yeah, no, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of the weird defect in their system. Right, you I don't understand it. it by now. Mm-hmm. But uh, that or they just call me on the phone. What's that phone number? Uh, seven one three seven five one nine two five eight. All right, so people yes, can find sir. you on Facebook. Anywhere else? Uh, we do have a website, okay. new, uh, newbuildselectric.com. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. All right. Facebook is, uh, probably the better way to go. Yeah. But I mean, the website has our email address also, which is newbuildselectric at gmail.com. Yeah. And I mean, one of those three ways, I'm usually pretty quick with responding, either me or her. One of us will get back with you pretty soon. And well, honestly, yeah. this day and time where if, you know, you leave a voicemail or whatever, he can call back after work. But sometimes texting is actually faster. If you say, hey, I just called. I was just, you know, wanting to schedule a quote. 
might be easier because although he may not have service in the metal building he's working in, you know, maybe when he takes his lunch, he'll see the text message or maybe he can't stop what he's doing to call someone, but he can text real quick or respond to his messages. Yeah. yeah well, and we actually, I mean, we connected over Facebook and mm-hmm. uh, I, I tell you, one of the things that's really helpful is like, you can actually kind of go look at y'all's work. Because, I mean, you guys post pictures of it and, I mean, like, that's... Rarely. Cool. We're working so that on is, it. So, that is one thing. Some customers aren't comfortable with us taking pictures of their houses. Sure. Even though we're not going to post a location or take pictures of stuff that they have. And or you don't want to really ask. It's it kind of like, hey, can I take pictures of your house? Right. But you don't want to just take pictures without asking. So, when the opportunity does present itself, yes, we, we do try and take pictures and post pictures just to give some kind of insight on what we do and the quality of our work. Yeah. It's a good place. It's a, it's a good place to check businesses out, you right. know, and, and see the, you know, really there's reviews and they, you know, they'll typically put up work that they're proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I'm going to work with a company or look for a company, I typically, I don't go to Google anymore. I go to Facebook Yeah, and, um, you know, I look for referrals and then when people refer them, then I go to the pages that were referred and then I look at their stuff and look at, you know, what they're doing. Yeah. Cool. A lot of business happening on there. Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, uh, we definitely thank you all for taking the time to come out here and be on the show. It's been it's been really good. Yeah. It's been fun. We appreciate it. Yeah. Y'all are hoops. It's yeah, good man. to have you guys on. And Absolutely. if you guys have not yet, speaking of Facebook, you can go follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. You can send us a message at info at homeownershow.com. And what else am I missing, Kev? Oh, Follow the show. Yeah. Subscribe to the show. <laughs> Absolutely. Download the show. Yes. It's on all the platforms. It is. Yes. Please subscribe. Leave us a review. That would be really, really helpful for us. Um, but yeah, we, we really appreciate y'all taking the time to download the episode today. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, even though it's the holiday season, we're going to still be cranking out episodes. So, yep. Uh, you know, keep it, keep it on the subscribe and download all the time. We're here every Tuesday, and until then, we will see you next time. See you.